This is Dirt Road Divinity, and I'm your host, Lisa Wade. In this week's episode, we talk with Deborah Worthington, founder of Transcendent Tulsa, which is a safe experiential space for inner exploration and self-healing, where non-ordinary states of consciousness are used for growth on the spiritual journey. Deborah particularly excels at helping people navigate through dark, difficult experiences. She believes that the shadow work is often the real work and that the magic is how we grow and heal through this sacred part of ourselves. Deborah's insights and wisdom shine through in this conversation, and you will undoubtedly learn much, both about Tulsa and about opportunities to pursue non-ordinary states of consciousness for yourself. So please enjoy this conversation with Deborah Worthington. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and I am so excited to be here today with Deborah Worthington, who, Deborah, thank you, first of all, for your time and for being here. I so appreciate it. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here with you right now. We, you know, had a fantastic conversation before I pressed record. I was like, man, you are so filled with wisdom and insight and knowledge that's been gained from a path that hasn't necessarily been easy, that's had some muddy, messy, you know, rocky spots that have also been part of you being where you are to help others get to where they can go. And, you know, as you talk about, you know, we were talking the idea of you like holding space and empowering people to have their own journey, to have their own journey, especially in non-ordinary states of consciousness through the work that you do. That got me all kinds of excited. (laughs) That gets me all kinds of excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have, you know, you are, you are in Tulsa and have you, were you born and raised in Oklahoma? I mean, has Oklahoma always been home? I was born in Tulsa. I lived most of my life here. I, I call it, I escaped a couple of times uh-huh. and I've always been drawn back. And so with my last move here, um, which was gosh, about 18 years, maybe 20 years ago now, I have come to terms with uh, loving, absolutely loving this region, loving being here. I'm happy here. And that's something I can't say was always true for me in my earlier years. But um, I love Tulsa. I love what's happening here in Tulsa right now with the alternative community, with um, with just the expansion of consciousness, with the explosion of creativity and originality that's happening here. Um, and there's no place I'd rather be. I still want to take my vacations and short trips to get my inspiration in all my favorite power and sacred places. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is home. And there's something so powerful in that, especially, you know, given your history of kind of, it sounds like feeling like you have needed to straddle two worlds, you know, the mainstream you know, acceptable world of, you know, especially in, in, in Oklahoma, which has its own set of, of, um, conventions, norms. Yeah. You know, and, and then also this other world of non-ordinary states of, of, of consciousness of expanded, you know, spiritual insights and 
as someone who's also kind of trying to straddle that, that divide, it can sometimes feel uncomfortable and lonely. And it sounds yeah. like you've experienced some of that. <laughs> and, and crazy at times, you can feel crazy. Um, so for most of my life, I feel like I did lead two lives. So I went and got my traditional education based on some great advice from a well-known parapsychologist at the time who said, just, I know it's hard, but go into the system, get a traditional degree, and then you can do whatever you want on the back end and have that foundation. So I chose to take that advice. I'm glad I did. Um, but I always had like my day life, my day career, media research, uh, academia, whatever it was. And then I had the real passion, my real life, where I came to life, my spiritual side, my metaphysical side, my sacred um, uh, travels side, and the things that really enriched me. And then in the morning, I would wake up and put on my suit and go do my, you know, and I did that for a very long time. And it worked fine. It was it was nice and safe and comfortable. Um, but then at some point, these two lives were like not playing well together and it was really creating some issues in my life. So I finally said, what can I do? How can I bring um, all that I've learned in mainstream? How can I use my background and how can I bring this part of me that is me, my passions, my love, my understanding, how can I marry those two? Mm -hmm. And it's been a roller coaster ride ever since. So it started with opening up a, a big float center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and then that took me so far and I learned so much from that and loved it. And it was very successful. It can be done. Um, the biggest thing that that showed me because I was so nervous when we were getting ready to grand open back in 2016. I was literally shaking, thinking, oh, my God, what if Tulsa's not ready? I mean, we're talking about a float center, which is really mainstream now. Yeah. Um, but I still got calls from people going, what does the Bible say about this kind of thing? What would Jesus say about floating? I still would get a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But mostly what I would get is somebody running in the front door, like literally running, opening it, looking around and going, oh, my God, I just found out you're here. Oh, my God. Thank you. Who, who, who runs it? Who can I talk to? It's like a beacon of this is normal um, and it's acceptable. We're your people. Come and visit us. Mm -hmm. So we had uh, we had a full tea house. We, they, they're still open. I sold my shares. Um, so a full tea house for those conversations, a place for people to come. So the thing that I learned most is that, yes, Tulsa's ready. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're more ready. They were ready to move on like a year after I opened those doors to what's next. Um, and they want to have conversations. Uh, even people that you would think are completely mainstream by all accounts from the outside would come in and have the most amazing conversations. And they all have these rich personal lives of of exploration, of wanting to know more, of, you know, teasing the edges. And so what H2 Oasis did was gave them a place to come and, and look at possibilities. So then I decided, well, I'm never going to be happy, you know, if I'm not creating spaces and doing fun things. So I um, ended up opening up a new place off of Route 66 here in Tulsa where I can play and hold space in a different way um, that required less attention with management and operations. But um, so the biggest thing I learned was, A, Tulsa's ready. There are people like you and I 
all over our region. You know, they've been in the closet a long time or they've been in small groups huddled, but they're um, amazing. And um, something is happening in the region that is stimulating this great creativity. Like every time I look out, I'm like something new is being created, uh, something amazing and original. And that's really what motivates me because you can... You can learn just about any system. You can learn any process, any type of meditation. And I really am so um, fatigued with people who take a weekend workshop and they're now a, a, a master of some kind and they're teaching, you know, they're, I really yeah. want to find out what a person holds within them, like what unique gift are they bringing our reality mm. um have they connected and tapped into that yet and if they haven't how can we help that and help bring that out because that's what we need the original um beautiful gifts that a person innately is born into this reality with and that you know when you're just taking a class or forcing or bringing in other systems you might be able to share part of that but it's just not where the fun stuff is. So um, I just love original expression and it seems to be happening here because we haven't had uh, some of the businesses, some of the models, some of the openness that you've had in other places. Mm -hmm. So the people who are here have had to work extra hard to, um, to get where they're at, to dig a little deeper and to be a little more fearless. Um, and so they're just now seem to be coming out of those closets, coming out of those recesses, um, finding me, finding other people. And so you have this explosion of uh, kind of like a, a mini renaissance, even I would say, in our area, which is just amazing. Thank you for being a part of planting the seeds of or, you know, helping those seeds to bloom of that renaissance. You know, your your space Transcendent Tulsa, they're on Route 66. I had the opportunity to come visit once with and, and participate in a breathwork session. You know, I was strongly guided to, um, to experience breathwork, found you, found the session that you offered, and I was blown away. I mean, completely blown away by, by the experience, both with the sacred sound and the soundtrack that literally was just speaking to my soul. It was, it was the wildest thing. I was like, how you put that together? I, and I know that you do different soundtracks for e for each session, I think. Yeah, but best that one, for each I was just like, <laughs> it felt created for me. And, and I'm sure everybody else there too. But that was so wild. And um, one thing that I really appreciated about your approach, I remember in, in our session, um, there was one individual who really struggled at the end that th that sometimes with the breath work that it brings up things that need to process. And, um, and it seems like you are, you are in a position because of your own history, your own needing to work through difficult things and, and finding the tools to help you do that, that you you're in this position to really in an authentic and genuine and compassionate way, help others through kind of the the dark stuff that they may need to process through as well and I, fa I found that really impressive just kind of watching watching that is there anything that you'd like to share about how you're able to hold space like that not just the light and love space but also the space when stuff does get hard or dark or painful well 
Thank you. Um, and first of all, that's the important work. That's the important work. I think so much of what I'll term the new age community, which I don't subscribe to, mm -hmm. um, is all about the love and light. And you just repress and just push away anything that's not you. Positive think through that. It's a problem with you if you're having bad experiences or you can't fix your patterns. So, um, so when somebody has a genuine breakthrough, and reaches into those patterns, reaches into those very difficult spaces. For me, that's the most rewarding. People having ecstatic religious experiences, going what I'll call galactic, connecting, going back to source, these are all important too. But which one is going to help you with your human walk the most? It depends on where you're at and what you need but it's usually that shadow work or the unhealed parts that really need the attention to have a higher grounded quality of life. So when those happen, you know, for me, the bells are, you know, ringing. I'm so happy. So part of my mission is to sit and help a person navigate that. Having been through some very deep, dark experiences myself, if you're a human, you've had some really rough experiences. There's no way to get around it. Some people have had... Um, some experiences that might be a, a little more difficult depending on, you know, when those experiences happen in your, in your lifetime timeline um, or what your individual circumstances are. So, um, but, a, a, but a, a tough experience is a tough experience no matter what level it is or who you are. And again, if you're human, you're going to have them. So um, for me, the, the sooner we can realize that those are the norm, you know, and part of that healing process. And that's where all the riches are to be found on how you can transcend, on how you can grow into something um, beyond that. Uh, so with all the work we do here, we love it when a person connects and we really help them to learn to make that connection to their own sacred part of themselves. Um, and reestablish that and bring in what they need and have that and learn how to do it out in their daily human walk, how to connect, how to be that, or at least learn the contrast and how to navigate in and out of that for when they do have those bad experiences. Um, when you have these really traumatic and painful experiences and you tap into them in these non-ordinary spaces, that's why they're so important because it's human nature to push these down, to keep them repressed, to keep them out of the conscious awareness because who wants to feel that pain? Who wants to, to feel it? But that's running in the background with everything you do and it's coloring everything in your life. So the work to be done um, that people have been doing right now is really with intention going in there and cleaning their houses uh, so that they can lift in their own vibration. They can lift their energy. They can be more expanded, more thoughtful, more clear. They can be in more states of peacefulness, of, of gentleness, of calmness, of love. Um, and, and that's the way that's the way you get to that love and light rather than just negate all that. So in those sessions, super important because I have had so many traumas in my life um, that I've worked through. You can either have the traumas and they can run your life and you can become closed down because of those, or you can 
use them as the shamanic initiations that they are to expedite your own process and growth and take you into places that um, truly are gifts, although they don't seem like them at the time. So I love that part. And I love it when people hit those. And then when you've cleared enough of those traumas and the traumas have been released, that's another thing that I see a lot of the new age New age community, I need a better word for that. Um, a lot of, of what's happening now is people going back and back into their stories and into their traumas and just re-traumatizing and just keep, it's like a circle. So the job to be done again is to get to the core of it, get the healing, and then to move beyond it. And so that's kind of where we're at too. And I think um, it's helpful to have somebody that has been through those uh, to help guide you, but at least to have the space to be able to approach that and and to acknowledge when, okay, we, we're healed, so what do we need to do to move beyond that at this point? What tools do you need? What new patterns do we need to instill? So, you know, everybody has, spirituality has all these components, but putting them all together, because again, the goal isn't to leave here, to go out of body and get away from this place and escape. The goal is to anchor and heal so fully and to become mastery in your life. And so if you can just take all these pieces and put them in a certain way, they can really take a person through a healing path beyond into something more transcendent. Um, that's our name, Transcendent Tulsa. Um, and you truly can become a master of your life. And that's where the magic happens. Everybody wants magic. You know, we watch Harry Potter. We want that world. That world does exist. Um, but you have to, to work your way to it. Got to do the work. Yeah. And, you know, a, a, being willing to lean in and face the shadows, to, to look at the trauma, it, in a way that can be empowering rather than re-traumatizing, that takes a lot of courage. And so often it's easier to find that courage or tap into that courage when you know you've got a good guide who, who Absolutely. gets it. Yeah. And who you know has Absolutely. your back in the process. And can help just guide you from point to point through that. Um, I agree 100%. And even more importantly, are those who carry trauma that they're not even consciously aware of, that they don't even know. Maybe it happened when you were so young that you don't have a memory of it. Maybe it happened in the womb. And that's why breath work is so great, because it can really go back and get some of those traumas. Uh, or address them or bring them to the awareness. Um, so lots of times we have small traumas and we're like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. When in fact, it's a huge deal. It's running your life. It's keeping you in a place that's less than than um, healthy and uh, less than comfortable for you in life. So by going into these non-ordinary spaces, because when we're in consensual reality, we can block it all out, right? We're focused on the stimulus coming in, on our job to be done, or, you know, our focus is on TV, movie, whatever it is. But when you go into those non-ordinary spaces and you open up your awareness field, that's where you can find them. And they're so easy to find because they're just blaring chunks of energy screaming to be addressed, right? Oh, I didn't know that was such a problem. So by opening up your field and becoming more aware of what you're holding in the unconscious um, or what you're, you know, repressing, you can 
heal, become aware, and and hopefully you can do it in a way that's not re-traumatizing and then get some instruction on how to integrate that into your life so your life just can keep improving and improving and get to a place of, of joy, happiness, contentment. For that, absolutely. You know, one of the things... I, I love the fact that you offer and work with a variety of different modalities in terms of like technologies to help people. And, and these can be both ancient. I mean, when you think breath, I, that, that's an ancient technology, but then also some newer technologies that help people navigate all of those different levels, you know, the healing, the clearing, but also the empowering to the next step. In addition to the breath work, what are some of the other, some of the other tools or services you offer? Yeah, and um, yeah, and even some of the new technologies are based on old technologies, yeah. <laughs> like my Lucialite. One of my favorite things, and one of the reasons that I did sell the floats, my shares in the float center, and came here is because I found a technology that was really I was seeing such quick changes in my clients, and um, and we were talking about this earlier. But to get somebody off the street that has not done any. Um, conscious spiritual work has not been, you know, working a path uh, to get them to learn to meditate and to, you know, invest 10, 20, maybe 20 years before you hit a state of samadhi or hit these key states in meditation, work on posture. I mean, few people today are willing to undergo that journey for the payoff that might come today or in 20 years. Um, so I wanted technology that could instantly give a person a taste of something more, that there, there's something more to them than they know. And so for me, that's a Lucia light. It's also called the hypnagogic light machine. Some people call it a psychedelic journey without taking a psychedelic. It's basically a flashing light. It's also stationary. And the light, it's just white light. It goes through your eyelids back into your optical region and it stimulates the pineal gland complex. And um, what that results in is you have this inner vision of color, shapes, geometries. It puts your body in a very deep, relaxed, meditative state, which, you know, can we just stop there for a moment? Because Nothing is possible on the spiritual path. No advancement can be made until you can relax. Because if you're in fight or flight, you're never going to be able to get through. So everything that we do here is set to prepare the body to relax because you're not going to go any further if you can't simply relax. So if I had one piece of advice for everybody is do something every day to relax the body or relax the, the mind, do something that helps remember how you can deeply relax because then you've got an easy ground. Um, the resistance often comes with unhidden um, traumas, right? But people that are in fight or flight and they can't relax and get past it. So the minute they relax, they go back into trauma. They're like, whoa. Um, so relaxation is such a key. So if you needed evidence to go get that massage or petty or whatever, it's important. So um, anyway, the Lucia light can put you in this really deep meditative state and it always meets you where you're at. So if you're a ex very experienced psychonaut who's done a lot of plant medicines and other, you know, uh, journeys, then it'll meet you where you're at and you can use it as a jumping off point to explore these non-ordinary states or they're just simply different frequencies and brainwave states. We live in a huge multi-dimensional 
reality of which we're only, you know, really functioning in a very small part with our conscious mind. So there's lots to be explored and lots to have fun with. Um, so the light kind of holds your body in that meditative state. Instantly, you're seeing colors, fractals sometimes. Um, and so we really get the aha, wow factor with that. So somebody who's never done anything could get under that light and go, what is that? And I'm like, that's you. (laughs) (laughs) And so you can work that. Uh, And then, you know, somebody brand new can just relax, see beautiful colors and get some kind of an idea for what we hear about the sixth sense, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to see a lot of people, uh, clairaudience Mm -hmm. or clairvoyance, sorry. Um, So they'll get a little taste of that with the light. So we do the Lucia light. That's probably one of our most requested services. We do drumming. Drumming, talk about ancient technology. (laughs) There's nothing more ancient than than drumming. Um, It can really sync up both sides of the brain, brains, and put you in a a non-ordinary state of consciousness. So chanting, drumming. Um, I do a lot of journeys to drumming to help a person because sometimes when a person's starting out, they need a little guidance, you know, like they can't quite, the, the imagination is so important. It's not just make-believe there. It's a very rich, fertile world. And a lot of people have had that beaten out of them as children. You don't have an invisible friend. You don't see purple circles, you know, they just kind of beat that creativity that imagination so we're here to say no that's important let's work that so when you have a guide in your drumming that can be a really important um, and beautiful way to start engaging that imaginary realm again and working it uh, to again go into non-ordinary states collect information um, key insights about your life see what's up Uh, we do a lot of sound therapy I have a lot of bowls behind me um my business partner, Jackie, does a lot of the sound healing with the Himalayan bowls. I use them a little bit, love them. Anything, we're just talking frequency, right? We're just creating different frequencies uh, to hold the body uh, so that the awareness can expand. So we do that a lot. The breath work for couples. I do a lot of couples work with, we'll do combinations of breath work and Lucia light. Mm-hmm. And two couples or I'll do up to four people in small intentional groups. Mm-hmm. Um, because of COVID, I haven't done all the groups that I used to do at H2 Oasis. So I started, you know, started to do here a little bit. Um, so we've we've kind of stopped our group settings and we really focus on individual groups. So corporations, companies can come to me and say, I've got 12 employees. We're working on a difficult problem. I just want to get them into a creative space. I want to do X, Y, Z. What can you put together for me? And we can do it in a way that's not too woo woo, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and um, help help everybody get into those spaces to come together and creatively problem solve or um, come up with a, generate new ideas or new perspectives on an old idea. Um, we do quantum sound therapy, which is using scalar wave technology, which is some of the newer technology um, to analyze your voice. Ooh. And create a playback loop mm-hmm. of what might be missing in those voice codes that could help balance your energy system a bit. Um, so that's fun. And gosh, I don't even know what else we do. I mean, uh, assemblage point adjustments, um, Akashic records, uh sessions, you name it. I don't always put everything on the menu. Mm-hmm. So 
the way that I like to work is a person comes in and they're like, I want to do a Lucia light session. I've heard a lot about it. It's amazing. Um, and then as I start to work with the person, you know, they can come in for one time and, and have a thrill, have an experience like you did with breath work that helps you at a point in your life. Or maybe, you know, how a lot of people come to see me who've hit a lot of blocks. They've been doing something, working a system, and now they've taken it as far as they can go. So that's usually when a person will come to see me. Um, so I like to get to know a person. And if they keep coming back where they're working with me on a regular basis, that's when I bring out the full arsenal of where are you today? What are you working with? And which modality or technique can best serve you? Mm -hmm. And often we'll do a Lucia light and then I'll integrate other modalities with that session um, or we'll um, focus on other things. So on our website, we offer our standard sessions, but then um, we're, we're working on, because we haven't officially opened because we picked a beautiful COVID year to, to establish. Yes. We've been servicing our current clients and those who hear about us word of mouth or, you know, see us driving by and just come and bang on the door and say, what are you? I don't know what you are, but I feel like I need to be here. Um, so we take care of them, but we haven't really been ready to officially grand open, but our neon sign, because we're part of 11th Street, and that's um, something that they care very much about here, so is coming in March, so we will do a grand opening, and at that point, I'm going to introduce a whole host of developmental series of classes that kind of what we we're talking about, how you can come at any point in your process and get a quick fix or get some insight or get a piece of your puzzle that needs addressing and then you go on with your life. But for those that want to kind of work for a while in one place and have a guide, kind of put an assemble and help um, point out things that they might not see on their own and put it all together, we'll be um, offering a whole host of developmental classes that involve all those things that we do and so much more um, to, to not only help you make the breakthroughs, help you connect, help you build your inner vocabulary of experiences, help you understand those and give names to them. Because a lot of people have it. They just, they don't know how to express it. So they can't have a conversation, right, with their family or their loved ones that makes any sense. Um, or they they don't know the words to go search in YouTube. And, you know, they, they kind of know what they're working with. But so just to have somebody fill all that in um, we'll be offering those series which will be completely new more of a member only offering we'll always have the days designated for drop-ins people to come in who've heard about us or putting together what we really do well is we'll travel to cities within a certain radius of Tulsa and bring breathwork Lucia drumming and more to those communities that don't have that so we'll have people in these outer communities that are kind of like um I'll say leaders or people that have stood up and said, I want to, you know, start my community and to have these experiences and um, we'll travel to those once a year, twice a year, four times, whatever the community wants to support in whatever way that contact wants it to go down. So that's what I love too, is just keep building those connections. And because I also help people in my other job, because I, I just love all of this, even though I don't work at my float center anymore, um, I do uh, help other people open float centers all over the world uh, with an emphasis in North America. And so I get to meet the most incredible people who were like me, and then even, even more amazing, setting up centers 
um, as a mainstream entrance into all the alternative world so people can meet their people, start to have a place to go to, um, to relax. So I get to kind of network. So there's just like this growing network all over the world of us fabulous people who uh, are starting either their own business or um, wellness center or some kind of connection point for their community. And so that's really rewarding. And, and the idea of community, I, I think, is so valuable and so important to help, again, kind of offer that courage and that support as we are stepping out of the closet or as we are leaning more into our authenticity and the services and offerings that we have for the world that's aligned with, with our soul. Minus that community and support, man, it feels like a lonely road. So thank you for, for creating that. Well, you left Tulsa, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we had more community built in for you, you might not have felt the impetus to leave, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe not. Or not. maybe you coming back with all the new acquired gifts and wisdom that you had and feeling the call to come back and contribute that way. Who knows? But um, with the businesses that I've helped build or um, have talked with other people or connected, mm-hmm. um, I always in the back of my mind have the young girl who grew up in Tulsa in a very religious, uh, more of a fear base. Some people have amazing, you know, they're part of amazing institutions that uplift them. That wasn't my story here in Tulsa. So my religious upbringing brought a lot of fear, a lot of shame, a lot of hiding, a lot of confusion um, that I had to really, you know, clean up and deprogram myself. That was my first thing I had to do as a young adult. And a lot of people do. But if I, in the back of my mind, I always have, what would the the 11, 13-year-old, 7-year-old, like, what would have inspired her? What would have made her feel more comfortable to, to have her voice, to speak out, to even know somebody was out there doing this kind of thing, that she wasn't crazy. She wasn't making it up. Like there are people out there doing it in her community. So for that young girl that I was and am, I like to, uh, to always um, think of that as we build these smaller businesses that are sustainable, that are needed and fulfill such a crucial role um, but even if we do nothing else, just to know we're there and represented in some way for those who need us when they do. I mean, it totally makes everything worthwhile. I love that. One of the things that you mentioned early on in the conversation was you love Tulsa. You've come back. This is home. You're happy to be here. And you take your vacations and, and go out, you know, go get kind of your recharge at sacred uh, energetic sites. I do that too. What are some of your favorites? Oh, <laughs> I want some ideas here. <laughs> it depends on what I'm working with. Uh huh. And you know, uh, we're talking, we're talking energy. So mm-hmm. every every sacred site has its own flavor. I liked. I used to equate it to like drinking wine. I, I'm not a wine drinker, but you know how you, each one has its own flavor and region and you know, everybody picks up on that. That's what I do with energy. So I love to go to these sacred places and just feel and taste. And are there codes in that energy I can pick up? Are there, you know, are, are there past lives? You know, what is going on here? I want to feel it. Um, so it depends on what I need nourished with what I'm working with as to where I go. I will tell you my standbys that I go to up until last year, a couple of times a year minimum, 
um, is Glastonbury, England. It's a little funky mixed town. It's got its dark, it's got its light, but I always feel nourished and I always feel like I can tap into this, this magical um, supportive earth energy there that I can like nowhere else. Um, Sedona, I know Sedona is highly overrated now. It's been completely hijacked um, and is just way out there, but I've been going there for 30 more than 32 years. And I have my magical little spots that I can go to and feel the energies, my favorite vortex areas or my favorite landscapes. For me, that is like stepping off a plane into the channeled state where I don't have to work. The vibration is such that it's very conducive for me to go into these non-ordinary spaces for me to have my awareness way open and magic happens for me there and the desert in general, you know, the Southwest I love. Um, And then, you know, I'm an Irish, I have Irish heritage and I've done most of my spiritual training in Ireland. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Feeling the call to both Glastonbury and Ireland so strongly the last two years. So hearing that. Hop on an airplane from Dublin to Bristol is less than 45 minutes. And you, you, you know, it's so fast. I, me and six Tolsons went a year ago, December um, to both places. And it was, it was magical to be able to share that and for the community to come back all charged, having undergone ceremonies and rituals with those beautiful places. Um, And, and to be able now, when I come back, I'm not just talking about it. They were there. So it's kind of nice to have that reference and to share that. Um, I like Egypt, but it's hard for me. It's, I always have a hard journey there. But it is absolutely necessary for my growth. Um, so, yeah. I, I yeah, visited a couple of times and, and actually feel called to lead some lead some journeys there, too, because, it, well, yeah, it's just it's not not easy. That That's that's for sure. It's it's not your standard. Let's go lay on a beach kind of relaxing vacation. There's hard work okay. to be done there. But, man, it's worth it. If yeah. you if you can open up in the midst of the insanity that you experience there, um, there is so, so many levels to tap into. Um, where are your, I'm curious, I'm always curious, like where other people go, where do you like to go? You know, I went to Sedona for the first time, just over in between Christmas and New Year's. I'd never been, I'm like, how have I never been to Sedona? And um, like Disneyland for us. Well, and I had no expectations. And quite frankly, I, I, I went in kind of expecting not to like it. <laughs> and it was totally a guided trip. It was like my guides going, okay, needed to get in the car and go west and ended up in Sedona. And um it and it there there were things that just felt like home. It was wild how how comfortable the energy was. It felt expansive, but it also felt comfortable. And especially getting off the beaten path, you know, where there's all the touristy places and then it was all the other places I wanted to be. Yes. And, um, but it it was, it it definitely was magical. Uh, You know, I have found it just here locally. I have, (laughs) I have found some really interesting experiences, even in Eureka Springs and, you know, the, and different places in Arkansas where I'm like, whoa, people think you got to go to Mount Shasta or Sedona. Or, and it's right here, too. I mean, powerful. I just started exploring Arkansas a little bit. I'd always heard the crystal beds have been activated 
but I never felt them and we should being so close, but I've just now started, I don't know what's happening in Arkansas, probably the same thing that's happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree with you. And there's um, an amazing, some amazing things going on outside of Eureka Springs Mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to announcing and talking about in the future. But yes, there are some very cool spots and how amazing is it going to be to have a little pilgrimage site for us to go restore and nourish that holds the frequencies that we need so close. I mean, it would be amazing, right? Absolutely. You know, when I go there, I took my mom and my daughter there, oh, two years ago now, I guess. And um, the playful, I, I mean any place can have its darker energies too, you know, and just being aware of, okay, but the playful energies and and some of the areas where I just felt completely surrounded by fairies. I mean, you know, like winged fairy, I I just felt them. It was, it was that playful, just joyous. mm, And, and then with the nature and there, especially I, I felt that communion with nature in a way that, you know, I love to to really lean into that. But whether it was the caverns or the waters or the trees, powerful trees there, by the way, um, it, and then all the natural springs in the area, it was, I, I it was just magical for me. Um, Hawaii is another place where just expansion happens when I'm when I'm there. Expansion That's definitely just, a power spot. Yeah. Yeah. I will be going there next year for the first time. Yeah. So all these, it's really interesting to see who likes to go where because there's always this galactic component, you know, to the frequencies like, and this is not for this show, but maybe a future one to talk about galactic heritage and how we're remembering through the frequencies at certain places or certain energy portals or certain, you know, ancient sites hold for us. It can help. Uh, awaken that or just like oh it feels like home there's some connection so I always I I love that I think Arkansas is becoming a very um, a a very amazing multi-dimensional galactic type space as a whole there's a lot going on there that a lot of people don't know about Um, yes well (laughs) yes and there's something about mountains for me and um you know, whether it's the mountains of Colorado or the Sedona area, or even the Ozark mountains, even when I was in Egypt, it was, it was the mountains, you know, being called to, you know, Mount Sinai or, or other, <laughs> other interesting mountains <laughs> on the Sinai Peninsula. But there's, and I think that that is um, a deeper soul draw from way back, you know, <laughs> that, that there's something about the energetics of, of mountains yeah, I'm with you. I'll take mountains over water any day in yeah. the beaches. But. Yeah. That's why like Hawaii is interesting because I mean, any Island is a mountain, you know, so the opportunity to have both, but I'm always going to be more drawn into the trees into the mountains and elevation for whatever yeah. reason. And most yeah. people in my life, they're much more drawn to sand and, and water. And so it's just what, what nourishes your soul. Exactly. And everybody's so unique and different. That's the other thing that is just, you know, when we're talking about how do we help a person or hold space for them to really tap into what they are, even though they may not know, they're just starting their journey. Um, We all come in with different soul codes, with different galactic heritage, with different past life experiences, with different 
everything. I mean, we are amazingly different. And then we know that we're also all the same on a whole other level. But to be able to play in this reality, in this arena, and be able to bring all those differences and gifts into this, you know, I laugh because it's like a Star Wars bar, right? With all yep. these different characters, like if we could deface and yep. show all of our origins and all of our, it would, it would be so fun, right? We all kind of look the same, but we're not in that yep. respect. Um, Absolutely. So, so just being able to play with those gifts and find them and appreciate them from each other and enjoy all these different perspectives that each one of us bring. I mean, we see so much dark stuff happening right now where people are battling against each other for their perspectives. Um, one of the questions you sent out and said, you know, fl- warning, I might ask you, you know, what do you believe? Mm-hmm. I-, I believe very little because I, be- <laughs> I believe that um, the, the ultimate truth that I was seeking most of my life, I'm, I'm not going to find that ultimate truth. The ultimate truth is we're all source, we're all one. You can't grok that until you've had some experiences that help you understand that Mm -hmm. so okay so but what I do believe is that everybody brings their own perspective and everybody is right from their perspective and um it really kind of takes in out the 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 combat the the right wrong trying to convince people instead just enjoying their perspective and where they're at on their path um, which might change dramatically in a year or 10 years, but that core, whatever it is that they are, that that expression, um, everybody wants to be the same. Everybody is striving to, to go to some mandated, this is what it is to be a successful human. When I think where we're going now is really enjoying the expression of each individual and cultivating their gifts and what they bring into the world rather than trying to squash that out of them and trying to make them like everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. And there's so much liberation in that. You know, when we stop thinking that we have to prove, prove someone else wrong or our ways, you know, the only way that everyone can, everyone can have their, their truth, you know, and we can still be peaceable in that and a respect and appreciation, you know, for differences happen. And that, that's part of the beauty of life on earth. Part of the challenge, you know, because the challenge and the beauty can be flip side of the same coin. But I, it just keeps feeling like when we will acknowledge what makes us tick, what lights us up from the inside and lean into that, especially if it doesn't fit a nice, neat little beige box. That's where the deprogramming is helpful, right? To deprogram everything that you've been told that is so that we can clear that away and you can tap into that. And therein lies, that is the job to be done right now, Lisa, is because most people that come and see me for a first time that aren't on the path, that are, haven't already started, you know, really consciously waking up or, you know, striving toward what is their spiritual path. Um, they've never felt a connection. They don't know who they are. They feel dropped off like an alien on the planet, like somebody dropped them off. They don't understand this world, but they've never felt that connection that, is available for them given the right set of circumstances. Some people happen into it through um, experience, through traumatic experiences they can connect you um, 
or some people strive for it in their religious practices and some people it just spontaneously can happen to which I always I've been like oh wow that's a way I wish I'd had you know <laughs> spontaneous oh. but yeah. everybody has this innate ability and a, a birthright to be connected to their source in a meaningful way in which they feel treasured, loved, part of something bigger, and where all the suffering and all of those lower vibrational things that can be part of the entrance into this world and part of living here can just fade away into the background. Mm. How amazing is that? So why can't we invest more in helping people become self-real? Well, free choice you know sometimes the experience in the the trauma and some of those the suffering is is a choice right but sometimes people are just waiting to to learn how to tap into that 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 they wouldn't choose that for themselves so to be available to help those who are ready to connect up and ready to have a different kind of experience mm -hmm. that's where um I think the work to be done here is because if you can just help people connect, they'll take care of the rest. Everybody has everything they need within them to know, to understand, to love. They have it all, but they've lost the orientation of how to connect into that. Some of them have. Yes. And we don't need to go. That would be a whole other show, too, is how does that happen? And, you know, wow, that's a big area. Um, but <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as if you're ready and you want to experience something more, there are people in this world who can help you get to that point. Yes. So I hope there's hope. One of those. And, you know, one thing I've seen lately is so many people who are having like these who aren't on the path at all, you know, operating in 3D mainstream world and have these awakening experiences. I love it. Go, well, but it scares the hell out of them. You know? yes. <laughs> well, you have that too. What to expect. And yes. Kundalini and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And so then just knowing that there are people who can help you navigate through, because some people I've met, you know, just then immediately shut it down. It freaks them out. So they're like, I'm going to immediately shut this down because I, I, you know, and others who it takes a little while longer, you know, to find the people who can help them navigate and, and help them learn how to, how to work with these new awarenesses with these new, you know, elevated states of consciousness or, or new ways of kind of navigating through the world in a way that feels empowered and um, soul connected rather than, scary as hell and you know I'm that crazy <laughs> it's their personality and their the way that they're expressing in life because there's there's you know you can't have one you know every it's it's such a buffet here right such a buffet um so but for people that has you know I, I have mixed emotions from some of my groups that I that I facilitate and that they've been working their whole life like they are like you know diligent and they've gotten to a certain point and somebody goes oh, I just had a kundalini awakening and, and they're like yeah you don't have to work you really don't have we are living in such an interesting time you don't have to that old system of really feeling like you have to work and work and work at yeah. what point does the work end and is that a loop you keep yourself in a that's what we're experiencing now with a lot of folks as yeah. uh, how do you let go of that always striving for and realize you are there yeah. how you know 
let's change your perspective. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people, so much energy, so much potential is available here. And that goes back to that. I don't know what's happening, but I, I always say Tulsa is blooming in some of my in some of my communications because I look and there's just like people are blooming left and right. And I'm like, wow. Wow. (laughs) So I think this is part of the natural um, evolution of whatever is happening that's beyond, you know, my understanding, except that I can witness it. And I see just the most beautiful um, awakenings happening at all different levels, you know, and enlightenment isn't a one-time place. Oh, I'm enlightened. That's it. It is. It's, it's also its own path. There's no ultimate destination. It's an ongoing thing here. Um, So you have all these people in all these different places at all these different levels and to be able to um, make room for, all of those and to appreciate all of those and to allow a person to grow at their own speed, whatever that is or not is, um, is what we really strive to do. Mm, I love that. Thank you for helping to water the blooming or, or encourage uh, fertilize, whatever, (laughs) appreciate the blooming and, and hold space for that. Um, now, folks who are in Tulsa or even folks who might be traveling, you know, and, and interested in, in connecting with you, what's the best way to, to connect with you to find out more about Transcendent Tulsa and to participate or enjoy some of your services? Yes. So, uh, again, we'll be grand opening um, toward the end of next month, but we are still doing select private sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go to our website, TranscendentTulsa.com, and sign up for our newsletter list. You can find us on Instagram, Transcendent Tulsa. You can find us on Facebook, Transcendent Tulsa. And we do post. We'll be posting more information um, once we're ready for our grand opening. And then even that's going to be an evolution because there's so many people involved with behind the scenes with what we do. Um, other local facilitators, other um, people offering unusual things. So we're really also branching out to find out how we can collaborate together to create one-of-a-kind spaces and events uh, to, to feed the, the psychonauts need um, for expansion and to create these wonderful experiences that people don't have to go to Sedona and Glastonbury all the time. They can be in their own backyard, have an amazing experience um, and a, a staycation and a, whatever exploration they want. Um, and we are very interested in exploring uh, for uh, next year, not not this year, uh, the idea of spiritual tourism in Tulsa, because there's so many people behind the scenes doing these incredible things that nobody knows about. And so when I have people coming here from other um, states or countries uh, to see my model to uh, delve into floating, if they're going to open up a float center to check out how I've set up my uh, light and sound garage for my Lucia light sessions. Um, they all are going, oh my God, I love it here. What is this place? Mm-hmm. I thought Tulsa was going to be like, uh, and they're like blown away from the people and the things that are going on here. So we think that we just want to keep encouraging. And again, I want to differentiate. We don't, we want to encourage the authenticity of whatever a person is truly tapped into once they're connected, bringing forth their gifts. That's what we're interested in in promoting and collaborating with. Um, there's enough of everybody else that's, you know, regurgitating everybody else's work. There's enough of that to satisfy everybody, but we are looking for something um, and appreciating and helping 
and supporting those who are really doing um, authentic work that hasn't been done or expressed quite in the way that they're doing it at this time. Um, we think it's meaningful and important and they're bringing forth some amazing messages for the world and our community and we want to do more of that. So we'll be, we'll be kicking our grand opening off a little slowly, but um, we have a big vision for Tulsa. And, and Tulsa will be better for it. So thank you. Thank you for the, thank for you all for the insight and wisdom that you that you provide for the support and holding space for people to step into, you know, what what's next for them on this adventure of human life and, and you know, elevated consciousness and for being willing to share and support others who are also trying to make their way on the path as well. That matters. And so I'm, I'm deeply, deeply grateful. Thank you. And thank you for the work you do. You know, I get asked to do a lot of interviews and I'm a little shy at, at even coming out in this forum. So obviously you made me feel comfortable and you were somebody I definitely wanted to have a conversation with. Well, thank you very much for your time. And to everyone who's watching or listening, thank you for your time as well. Please do go check out Transcendent Tulsa online, Facebook, Instagram, or also at transcendenttulsa.com. And from my own experience there, I can say that it was even the, the one breathwork session that, I, that I've enjoyed so far, and I'm going to do more. <laughs> I'm going to do more. Um, it, it was powerful. It was powerful. And it was clearly so expertly guided that it allowed me to feel safe in surrendering to the process and surrendering to the opportunity. And I don't say that very often. So <laughs> thank you for, for being the kind of person who can create that kind of safe space for this amazing adventure of spirituality and, and leaning into our potential within this human life. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Dirt Road Divinity. You can find me, your host, Lisa Wade, on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at Lisa Wade Alchemy. 